0: Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Uh, the day, the Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. On this, uh, what is today? The 28th or 20? Yeah, the uh, 29th day here. Of June, we are almost at the end of the month. Got a good show for you tonight. More NFL suspensions for gambling. I'll talk about that. Uh, Cam Robertson. Uh, Jacksonville might not be so hot. Uh, They're starting left tackle from uh, last year. Uh, They started the first four games for them last year. And they're starting right tackle from last year. Both will not be there for the first four games this year. I'll talk about that. James Harding. Uh, he is opted in his contract to be traded. I'll explain all that. Uh, the Knicks got some good news today it's a much bigger deal than people think. Uh, and more here on sports scope. We'll go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way and we'll be back here and hit the ground running in 49 seconds. Hello, SportsScope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder: if you want to contribute to the program, go to the Cash App, the word the cash sign and Sports Scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Alrighty then, I'm back here live now. All right, so... This, this James Harden story is a little bit more prevalent because it, it could be uh, related to some movement that could potentially happen this time tomorrow. Uh, we, we all know that at around 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, uh, free agency will begin uh, unofficially. It will begin uh, where teams can make moves and uh, sign with players in principle. And then sometime later on next week, they'll be able to, uh, you know, sign those deals and ink them officially. All right. So James Harden quietly listen. You know, he quietly—I say quietly—because you know he's playing with Philadelphia. Joel Embiid had just a monster year. Memory ended up getting the MVP, uh, but he quietly had a twenty-one and ten season last year, averaged about twenty in the playoffs. Now he'll be thirty-four in August. But since leaving Houston three years ago, he's changed his game multiple times, playing point guard, playing off the ball with Kyrie coming in, taking less shots, been a good fill-in player, possibly maybe a third or fourth option on a team. And uh, there were reports today, this afternoon, and, and he only played 58 games last year, too, on top of all that. Uh that there are reports this afternoon that he will opt out. That he will opt out of his contract. And that is so he can... um, Let me make sure I got these notes right. Okay. That will make him eligible to be traded immediately, meaning a suitor. This is from... um, Oh, God. Who is this? From LibertyBallers.com. But also... This is also what Sham Sharami is, is tweeting out, uh, Adrian ward is putting out. Uh, it, it helps the, the suitor that perhaps didn't have the cap space, didn't want a hard cap themselves with a sign-and-trade, will have an easier time acquiring him. Uh, so, so that's the reason for the opt-in, the $36 million-plus contract. Instead of opting out and becoming a true free agent, uh, his, I'm sure his agent explained that to him. My my deal is, my thing is, he could possibly, uh, there, there's probably some kind of discussion being made already. Maybe the, the this move has already been made in principle, but hasn't been made public. So we'll see what happens. Now, uh, I was reading that the Clippers would be a suitor also, would be a suitor for James Harden. Now, mind you, Westbrook, they took him on in a trade. He's technically a free agent now and got a lot of suitors. I'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Ty Lue, as of today, and I don't see anything changing since we're already almost in July, the, the Clippers coach is going to stay there. So a possibility of Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden playing together uh, would would be – uh, they are typically uh, they are the front runners. Yeah, so that that is true. Now, so uh, you know, I'll say this: he he's a he has a much better resume than I thought he did. Uh, like I said, he he's serious about winning since he left Houston three years ago. Uh, is he as consistent? He's not the player. He's going to be 34 this year. Uh, and, and yes, Corey, uh, the Knicks uh, have a lot of young players. Uh, they've got four first round draft picks now. Some of them are protected, they got one that if it's 19 or better, uh, they'll get Detroit's. But they've got they've, they've got uh, first uh, four first round picks, they've got some space there, they've got some young players there that they can move. They got a boatload of options, is what I'm saying. Uh, They've got a lot of young players that they can bring in. And, you know, a guy like Harden, they need that 20. They need that consistent uh, 20 point scoring type of uh, move there for a James Harden. And a late story I read, staying on James Harden, that the Phoenix Suns would be a player for uh, a James Harden. Now, Phoenix Suns have been coming up and everything. This owner is like 42 years old, really young, inherited the money, just bought the team back at the uh, middle uh, earlier this year. Soon as he bought the team, they go out, get Kevin Durant, making big moves. They moved off Monty Williams. They've got Frank Vogel down there. And now they're rumored... Uh, they've got Bradley Bill. We've already made that move. Now, they stole that deal. You know, like Frank Lopez said to Tony Montana in the hit movie Scarface, which is the 40th anniversary, you stole your deal with Sosa. You stole your deal with so. So you stole your deal with Bradley Bill. So now they're talking about maybe bringing in a James Harden. Now, if only way that would work for me is if Harden would come off the bench, and he very well may do that. The, the 34 year old very well may 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 do that. Come off the bench, play a little point, take that heat off of Durant, who's also going to be 35 next year. I want to say, yeah, Durant's going to be 35 next year. You've got a Bradley Bill that's that that's been injured. Missed 50. Uh, he he played 50 games last year and 40 the year before that. So he's not. And, and Harden's played 58 games last year. Pretty good for a guy his age, so that would be a decent pickup there. Uh, also, there were reports that maybe the Suns would be interested in Kyrie Irving. Everything, if they got Kyrie Irving, and I would take a Harden over Ir- Irving, uh, but but if they got Kyrie Irving with that team, everything good I said about the Suns just wrap it up in a piece of paper and throw it in the trash can because that's exactly what would happen to that team. Uh, he 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 just wouldn't. There's not enough strong personality to keep him in line. Uh, maybe he he could go to play with the LeBron if LeBron comes back to a uh, to a Laker team, which he's been rumored there. So going back to Harden, staying with Harden, uh, the Knicks would be a pretty good destination for him right now, depending on what kind of extension they want to work out with the opposition. Uh, Would it be a year or two? Do you really want to give up those four picks for something like, or even one of those picks and have him on your cap space for a few more years? That is something that management team is going to have to look at and say, uh, we really got to contemplate this because we have a very young team. I was looking at their roster. And I don't think they got a guy that's going to be playing next year. See if I got that. Oh, here we go, here we go. Uh, so you got Randall may or may not be back. Brunson at twenty six, totally in his prime. It's his team, okay. RJ Barrett, twenty three years old. Uh, Evan Fournier is not going to be. He's not going uh, to be a Nick next year. And then Evan Fournier, Devin Derrick Rose is not even on the. I guess they've already officially got rid of. Uh, so Josh Hart, I'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, is 28, but you've got guys like uh, Obi Toppington, Toppin, 25 years old, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, 24 years old. I mean, they've got a super young team. Bill, you can work this out and go out and get a veteran player in their uh, 20s. Maybe a Bradley Bill would have been a pretty good fit here, where he's not too old but he's old enough maybe a Marcus Smart would have been a pretty good fit here uh possibly to play off the ball but he's used to carrying it up and i think because of Brunson maybe that that's what held him back they they wanted to keep a Brunson but a Harden uh who's who can play shooting guard can give you that 20 points and that's something to think about depending on what you give up for and depending on the other options here uh so Harden would be a good. I I wouldn't mind seeing him going back to the Clippers. Probably a decent play there. I would take Harden. By the way, Harden's a year younger and he actually scores more points than Westbrook. Okay, so uh, the Clippers would probably be the best play for him because the Clippers. They that this is this could be their last who uh uh their last shot of of, of uh, making a serious title contention run. If you think about it. Uh, considering the fact that they still have, they're going to run it back with Kawhi and Paul George, you put a, uh, uh, you know, a, a Harden on there who's much more coachable than a Westbrook, even though Ty Lu to his credit, made Westbrook work. Okay. Uh, so that's a possibility. The Knicks are a possibility, but the Knicks have a lot of options here. Now, like I said, we're, we're going into free agency, speaking of the Knicks, we're going into free agency less than 24 hours. The Knicks caught a huge break. Uh, Backup to uh, uh, R.J. Barrett's backup, who's 28-year-old Josh Hart, who's got some chemistry with with Brunson. They went to school together. I want to say at Villanova. So Hart opted on to his $12.9 million uh, to stay with the Knicks. Uh, that 10-7 that and seven is very consistent with this New York team. It's part of their depth. That was a really good move. That was a really good uh, news story, even though it didn't seem like a big deal for you New York Knicks fans, okay? And, and I was reading about other, other players that they simply may be interested in. Uh, they could trade for depth. But also uh, to lighten up some space here, uh, they can, uh, they're can. they looking at Miles Turner, the 6'11, 18 and 8, uh, sometimes 18 and 12 to 15 points. Uh, Dallas Turner, still a fairly young player, 26 years old. That would be more where I would want to lean if I'm the Knicks. I would put a lot into getting a guy like that because that's your young core there. Uh, I don't think you're too young where you need a guy, older guy just to have a veteran presence per se. They could probably, they could possibly squeeze both of these guys if they really set their mind to it uh, with this New York Knicks team. Uh, they lack scoring. They play good team defense. The chemistry's there. Uh, you know, a guy like Josh Hart played really well with them. They got him at the trade deadline. Uh, I, I like what he brought to this team. Uh and the fact that he opted in, this tells me this is good chemistry with the team. There's not a lot of fake, uh, 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 you know, uh, likeness of, of the head coach and, and what Thibodeau's trying to do, what Brunson. Uh, you can see that it's legit. Kind of reminds me a little bit of another team has been down in the NFL, a Detroit Lions, where coaches are wanting to return. Players are signing back with the team. Under uh Dan Campbell with the with the Lions who are expected to win their division next year and go to the playoffs. Uh, I want to say they finished very strong sweeping the Green Bay Packers this time uh at the end of last season. So the Knicks have a lot of options here. Harden, Clippers would probably be my top choice if I'm Harden. Then maybe a backup at uh, a rotational guy with the Suns. And, of course, he, he don't want to fool – Urban is like a cancer. Nobody wants to deal with urban uh, And then, obviously, the Knicks, but you really got to see what you're giving up uh, if you're a Knicks fan. You don't want to give up all them draft picks. Uh, you, you just want to make this thing work out where you can get that trade, save some money here. Uh, Philly can add some young talent there as well. So uh, that's an interesting uh, story there. Like I said – Very good. Going back to the Knicks. Yeah. Very good opt in for the Knicks. Love to see that team get a Miles Turner. Very much more consistent player there. Got some experience. Like to see how he would fit here. Uh, I was reading about Carl Anthony Towns, how much he would cost. And uh, one article says his defense is hit and miss suspect. So you got to wonder. If he's a Thibodeau guy or not, I've read conflicting reports. Some say he is. Some say not so fast because his defense isn't consistent. So those are stories I'm monitoring myself here. And I do think the Knicks have, uh, you know, hey, look, this team took uh, the Miami Heat to six games. We find out how good the Miami Heat are. This is the first time they've been – won a playoff series in a long time. I want to say, what, 10, 12 years. Remember the last uh, playoffs they went at two years ago, the Knicks did not win that series. Atlanta put them out in five games. But they they, they beat a very young but talented uh, uh, Cleveland Cavalier team. And uh, they pushed that uh, – what we found out to be a really good Miami Heat team and playoff-wise to six games, Okay. All right, now, so it, it it's going to be an amazing, uh, really interesting next twenty four hours, in my opinion. Okay, now to the huge football news. Huge football. News. Let me say this about gambling. Uh, you know, Mike Florio with with Pro Football Talk, he says. That he's not sure if the players understand these rules completely. All right, from what I gather, and it took me hours to look through article at the article at the article, article to figure out exactly what the, the, the situation is. Because how in the bleep, how in the bleep are these NFL? clubs, organizations, the league itself, finding out that these players are gambling, okay? So essentially, the gambling books are notifying the NFL that the current players are playing. So apparently, and I'm just assuming this because this is what Florio is a guy who's also got a legal background, writes for pro football talk, don't agree with Mike on everything, but he's good at finding out information like this. So I play FanDuel. It's an app, very popular app. I run a lot of stuff with the NFL. NFL's used to FanDuel, DraftKings, MGM Bet, for example. What they have is, from what I'm gathering, some kind of database with every NFL active player. I think every organization or the league itself, they check every roster to every organization and they submit these players every year. Think about it. We got the draft, a lot of database. What 17? I can't. Remember, I can't remember how many players in the league now. Uh, let's just round it to fifteen. So you got fifteen hundred players coming and going into this huge database. Okay. And so when these players pick this phone up, Corey, and they place a bet, uh, that bad database notifies these books, okay. Somebody with the books, there's some kind of red flag. I say, okay, so and so from at this location, at this location, place this bet because uh, the Tennessee Titans starting right tackle for 16 games. This has got to be so frustrating for Nashville fans, uh, for the Titans fan uh, fan nation here, uh, Nicholas. Uh, Petit Fareed. Petit Fareed. And he's not very petite because he's, he, he's he's a right tackle in the NFL. I mean, petite, I think about a good-looking woman. Even though it's not spelled the same, it sounds the same. You know, she's very petite. She's not manly. But that's this guy's name, Nicholas Petit Fareed, uh, who the second-year player out of Ohio State was supposed to have been their starting right tackle. He's now been suspended for, check this out, gambling at the facility, not on football he'd be done for the whole year, but he is uh, gambling at the facility on sports. So here's the rules, according to Mike Florio, who's you know, searched the NFL. As an NFL player, you can gamble on non-NFL stuff, as long as it's not at one of the facilities, I talked to this guy. I think his name's uh, either way. He's through Dan Davis, uh, Dan Dave Harris's network here. I uh, did an interview with him. He asked me to come on his program a few weeks ago, and he's out of got a talk show out of Detroit, and he told me Jamison Williams, their uh, second year wide receiver out of Alabama, fir- former first round pick looked to have a breakout season this year. Uh was suspended six games for air quote gambling at the facility on the on the NCA tournament and he's saying the facility is considered uh they also own he says the Lions own some kind of hotel in town. And he's saying if 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 the player was using his phone in that hotel in town for whatever reason, he says that that seems like uh, you know something that he would have an issue with. Uh, so I don't know if this guy was just making a baseball bet. this right tackle was suspended for six games or whatever uh, Well if he bet on other sports betting on the NBA playoffs, you name it they're doing these OTAs. He picks up his he picks up his app phone here. he goes to the little uh, um, fan duel. Your app, and then he takes the over or under in an NBA game or something like that. This is what I'm, I'm getting, and then boom, you know, six game suspension, loses hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and and Tennessee's out. Who's already got issues on the offensive line? They're out that right tackle. Now, so you say, well, well what does this what does this mean for this team? I had them at nine and eight. 10 and seven before this came about now listen this is you know I think a, the reason why a lot of people come back to my program because I don't tell you what you want to hear as a fan I tell you what I really think that's gonna happen I'm not I'm not a I'm not one of these contrarian people like a Paul Kaharski used to work with the Tennessean and uh, followed the Titans for over 20 something years now. Uh, he's kind of a contrarian guy just to be a contrarian. I'm not one of those people, but I'm also not one of these fanboys or public relation-like guys that's going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm just going to tell you right now, there's too many question marks on this team for me to consider them to be a playoff team as of today. I said borderline, borderline before this news came out that he's going to be suspended and I was reading their team reporter here, uh, Turin uh, Davenport, uh, the current team reporter that works for ESPN, and he was saying that the six-game suspension means the Titans will have to find a new right tackle to start the season. He said options are this is the backup left tackle, Jamarco Jones, a 2023 sixth-round pick, Jalen Duncan and andrew ripich among others free a free agent options may be limited yeah they're all signed somewhere you know other words you're bleep out of luck you know so i'm looking at this and you know this particular start i actually had tennessee this is their schedule i had them actually upsetting the saints in week one but like i said before before meaning, was it yesterday, day before yesterday, Derek Carr is got a major chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's only coming out like he's on fire in training camp. He's already been lighting it up in many camps because he was cut by the Raiders, made his wife cry and all that. I think I said it yesterday. And mentioned it yesterday's program. Mike Thomas... Is back at wide receiver, Chris Olave. Uh, this team's going to be good. Now Tennessee's got a, 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 a uh, uh, was it Dennis Allen's their head coach down there in New Orleans. I like Tennessee's head coach better. They got a they got a coaching advantage. In Tennessee, under uh, Mike Vrabel, they've been known to be road dogs. I mean, they'll go on the road and play some really good football when you uh, least expect them to play well. They'll go all the way to the cross country and beat a Seattle in a very rough, hostile environment Seattle. They'll push a Kansas City team to uh, uh, push them to overtime when Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year with a backup quarterback. Uh, with that being said, you know, I think they'll probably lose that game now, you know, because this guy's been suspended for six games. Then they got the Chargers, who, had they said, probably – the best receiving core in the NFL right now, depth-wise. Uh, adding Quentin quitting uh, Johnson there from TCU, this Charger team with Justin Herbert. So you've got Derek Carr. I thought you had a shot at him. Now you're going to be plugging your offensive line all over the place here. Um, and too many questions everywhere else. I like the draft pick. I'm not sure about uh, De- Andre Dillard, but, you know, uh, who they got? Cam Jordan uh, at, at at the at a really good pass rusher there down in down in New Orleans. Uh, so I think the Saints will beat them. I think the Chargers with Justin Herbert's going to beat them. Then they got to go play Cleveland against Deshaun Watson. That revamped team, I think they'll beat them. That's 0-3. And then they're playing the Cincinnati Bengals, arguably the best team in the NFL next year, This coming up uh, September. So you're talking 0-4. And then, yeah, then they go on the road. They do play a Colts team. They'll be desperate at that point, Anthony Richardson, one and four. And then they come back, and and, and then they uh, travel all the way. They come back home to Nashville after uh, this is, uh, for example, in week five. Uh, they go on the road, go to Indianapolis, come back to Nashville. Then they go to London or something and, and play Baltimore, so, you know, this this team could be 1-5 uh, at their bye week in week 7, at their bye week in week 7, uh, and, and then come back in week 8. Okay, so uh, then after that, I mean, yeah, they got Atlanta home, and then they got to play Pittsburgh on the road, and then two times against Jacksonville. Still got to play at Miami, and then Houston's uh, much better this year. They could – I mean, they could go on a run. They could go on a run. But it's a long shot with that patchwork offensive line. Here's the problem. How do you know that, 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 uh, that Tannehill and Henry's going to be healthy, or Tannehill per se, after you're playing Khalil Mack in week two, you're playing Miles Garrett. These are defensive ends here. In week three, That Cincinnati front four, which has been shown to be good and physical. And then a couple weeks later, you got to play the Ravens. I mean, that's murder row. So what I'm saying is, at the bye week of week seven, you could be thinking about playing um, Will Levis, the the quarterback, or uh, the other guy that they drafted last year, pinned on who's the second or third quarterback. So they can already essentially, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but they can essentially be rebuilding by week seven. That being said, I've rolled Tennessee off before in the past with Mike Vrabel, and they have no quit on them. They have absolutely no quit on them. Other coaches, I think they would have quit on them. Uh Jeff Fisher, at that point, I the Jeff Fisher is not a very sincere coach. Uh we can uh, and one of his former players, I think it was Jason Fisk, used to say, I can always tell when Jeff's line. Uh Vrabel's not that way. Uh Vrabel had The most when he won coach of the year two years ago, Tennessee had the most injuries of uh, any team in the league that year. So we'll see how it plays out, but they're going to get their nose bloody like nobody. If they can go two and four with this tackle being suspended like this, that would be a miracle. If they can go two and four against Cleveland, Cincinnati, Baltimore, LA Chargers, and on the road at, at New Orleans Saints. That's saying that they beat the Colts on the road. So, like I said, not a bubblegum guy. Uh, I'm not a cheerleader. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not one of these contrarians that go too far the other way. I've just calling balls and strikes. They just don't look that good right now, you know. And it kind of makes me think that maybe they should have just moved off Tannehill and both Henry and just completely start to rebuild this year. And get those losses out of the way, get a better draft next year, and really revamp that offensive line and 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 go with it at um at, at that point now. So there is a chance that Levis could be starting in week six in Tennessee already, but either because maybe Tannehill's hurt by then. He's 35 years old. Maybe he's just blasted and he's hurt again by then. You know, not unless the defense plays. You know, lights out, which they could. They're very good up front. Those corners come back together and Tennessee wins some, uh you know, 17 to 14 last minute field goals in 2023, possibly, but it's not likely. Not against Cincinnati and not against Cleveland for sure. And, 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 and uh, not against the LA Chargers. That's three right there. I just can't see pending those quarterbacks just go out or something crazy. Uh, I can't see him winning those games regardless. So it is what it is. it it is what it is. Uh, it, it's got to be frustrating. Uh, and I'll say this, Mike Florio said there, there, there's some kind of hint that, that maybe there's some more suspension coming, not from Tennessee, just around the league per se, but I will say this. If I am a coach in this league, I get every single player in a room We have an emergency meeting and say, and tell them what I just told you, that obviously the league has your name in a database with your phone. You know, your name pops up. We're going to be able to find that out. We're going to find out where you're gambling from and where you're gambling to. So, and they're keeping up with all the books. There's no telling how many books that they're keeping up with. As far as gambling uh, facilities, so that that that's the only way that the the league is finding out about it. Nobody's sitting there talking about it in front of a league representative. Hey, you know I'm gonna throw twenty. Uh, I'm gonna throw two hundred dollars on so and so to win tonight, and you're sitting at the facility. This is there are, There's no no other other reason how the, the league is finding out about it. So my point is, you gotta be a stupid mother effer. Uh, even for football, and I know some of these guys ain't the brightest bubs in the tree, to get called after this. You have to be one stupid, stupid, uh, 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 degenerate mother effort to get called after this. And that doesn't even cover the story I'm about to get to, which, uh, talking to the AFC South, this poor bleep from um oh god, what's his name? This cornerback here, uh Isaiah Rogers Corey, he bet a prop bet, and I said that this would happen. I told you guys this would happen. He bet a prop bet on a teammate to get the over uh for rushing yards in a game. So essentially, and he won a thousand dollars. So essentially he that was insider information. So he probably did it on one of FanDuel or something. But this Isaiah Roberts, Rogers was a late draft pick because he's not making that much money, NFL-wise, uh, making about $860,000 a year. But he won a $1,000 bet. Now he's been suspect because what he did was uh, not what Freed did, which is bet on non-football in the facility. He bet on his team inside he bet on his team in a game to do a prop bet that's what i said the league was afraid of that's what i said the league was afraid of you know like i said it was only a thousand dollars but yeah that's a precedent that the league does not want to have okay so he's been suspended uh at first it said a year then it said indefinitely uh which means he might not be back next year so he lost that 186 that 860 thousand dollars off of a thousand dollar bet win and on top of that the Colts cut him today so when he comes back he don't have a job but maybe he'll get a job I kind of feel bad for him being that stupid I got empathy for these guys I don't know why I guess because I know how hard it is uh to make the NFL these injuries and all that bruising and, and icing over and putting your body through all that you get to get these big paychecks and you want to gamble, and have some fun. I like to do it, too. But if I'm making that kind of money, there's no way there's no way I'm going to jeopardize that. But I'm looking at it from a 41 year old person who's been through hell and high water when I graduated college, when I went to recession, had to work and deal with some of the stupidest mother efforts on the planet and had to be told what to do, even though I knew what do their job better than them. Then if I had got put in a situation where I get that NFL money, where I didn't have to listen to somebody else, then I would uh, hang on to that opportunity more. A lot of these guys don't have my kind of experience, and you could see they're just throwing it away. Now this guy's probably suicidal. You know, maybe he should go talk to a shrink after this. I would, if I'm his dad, I would try to, uh, you know, uh, get him squared away because I'm sure he's bummed out. He's going to be suspended for the whole season. Uh, if not longer. So the Colts are out. They're starting cornerback today. Uh, Well, they they cut him. So they got to find another cornerback there. They're going to be bad. Anyways, they're probably going to play Anthony Richardson week one. That's why I think Tennessee will beat them. Uh, But that's not a lock, but I think they'll beat them. So they, they went on suspended him. And uh, and then after Lee suspended him, uh, he won't have the Colts to come back to. So, Okay, so that also is um, – that broke today, all right? Now, staying in the AFC South, all this would – this is all the teams in the AFC. Maybe that's why they're not winning that much, you know? Uh, the winning what, – would what, what uh, Jacksonville have like a 9-8 record last year because they won the division by one game? Uh, so anyways, so Hugh, uh, now Jacksonville – Cam Robertson I said this was going to happen because I knew that this was going to happen. Uh, This was reported that the starting left tackle, Corey, the starting left tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I knew he was going to be suspended for PED. This is a little bit more understanding than that other stuff. Okay, PED, maybe this is something, some kind of – supplement or something like that but that's another thing you got to check every little thing you put in your body just because GNC has it or it's not air quote listed as a steroid uh that doesn't mean it's not on the NFL's ban list you have to do this stuff and and you know Mike Golick from Micah Mike he used to say this all the time he said um uh, you know, the players all say the same thing. You say, why do players get liquored up really bad and go out and drive home? He says it's the same thing with steroids or anything else. It ain't going to happen to me. It'll never happen to me. Long story short, Cam Robertson now he's suspended four games. He's the left tackle for Jacksonville. Um, my concern about Jacksonville, a lot of the national media is going to jump all over Jacksonville. You know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, man, Christian Kirk. Remember, they got Calvin Ridley, the guy who got suspended a year ago for gambling, the first guy to get suspended for gambling. That genius. Uh, he gets suspended. So, but he's a star player coming out of Alabama. You uh, know, very good wide receiver. He was turning into the one with the Falcons. Long story short, he's back. So, they got him. They got Christian Kirk. They brought back Ingram. At tight end, really good team, really good pass rush. But Jawan Taylor, their right tackle, they let him go in free agency. Uh, uh, Kansas City uh, re-signed him as a right tackle, flipped him over to right, thought they may use him as left. Then they used him as right tackle. I talked about that with Kansas City where they they botched their Orlando Brown issue and they lost their left tackle, but they got a right tackle. But now, that, so the Jags for the first four games, they don't have their leg tackle from this time last year, nor their left tackle. And uh, they they signed a guy. They did, uh, you know, draft the player with the 27th pick here, uh, this Hutchinson guy. Uh, trying to see what it was. Draft picks. Draft picks. Somebody, uh, I'll, I'll name his name here in just a second here. Um. But you're not going to depend on a uh, a tackle out of Oklahoma right off the bat to play left. You know this Aiton Harrison, excuse me, Aiton Harrison. He he he's a tackle out of out of uh, out of Oklahoma. So they're another team that I can't see them setting the world on fire because they didn't do anything in free agency uh, as far as the tackle was concerned. Now. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, head coach, there drop the ball down a lot, uh, do do some gadget play. They can do that, but looking at their schedule, you know, they play at Indy in week one, but they got Kansas City in week two. Normally, I say, well, hey, they can maybe push Kansas City to the brink and knock out Kansas City. No, not this time, they'll lose that Kansas City game, and then they got to play Houston at home. Well. Houston went down there last year and beat them at home. I don't think it'll happen this time around. But remember, Houston had a pretty good draft. They had a, got a pretty good pass rusher there. Uh, I think they'll beat Houston, but they're going to have their hands full, folks. And then they got to go to Europe for two weeks. For two weeks, for week uh, four and five, uh, they're, they're going to play Atlanta in Europe. And then they got to play Buffalo in Europe. So they'll lose one of them. So they'll they'll be about uh, three and two, two and three to start the season. And they got to go play at New Orleans, at Pittsburgh. Uh, They got to play the 49ers at their bye week. Now they'll have Cam Robertson back by then, but they've also played Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore. And so towards the end of the season, they'll play Tennessee. So this is going to hurt them as well. This is going to hurt uh, Jacksonville as well. Uh, my thing is when you're replacing both tackles, this is my concern, even with Doug Peterson as the head coach here, uh, that there's a possibility. Uh, he's a little lanky, can be a little slow-footed at times. I can see a possibility of Trevor Lawrence getting hurt. Uh, people's never thought about that. I, you know, He's a great player, former number one pick. I like Trevor Lawrence a lot. I, I'm just saying, but when you got both tackles out like that and you're you're plugging a rookie in there, you better be – and, and I've read an article, and one of the writers says he thinks they'll be okay. But I'm not sure. Is this writer a Kool-Aid drinker? Is he one of those um, fanboy, air quote, types? I don't know. But I do know when you lose both tackles like that and you're not plugging at least one with the veteran that you have a lot of faith in, uh you are you are pushing the envelope. You you you're pushing the envelope and you're taking a chance. You know, I remember when Whitworth retired and uh that's a left tackle for the Rams at the uh at the end of the Super Bowl when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And they used this guy named um, oh, what was his name? He filled in a few weeks, Nate Boom or something like that. And when they got into the regular season, he did not hold up whatsoever. Uh, and of course, we know what happened. Stafford had his elbow problems, and the and, and the backups they were just getting to the, they were getting blown off the ball like nobody's business. And the Rams had a really bad season. And Sean McVay was contemplating retirement, taking a TV job for a few years. It's the most important, most underrated unit in all of football now, especially since everything is predicated on offense now. So it's get to the other guy's quarterback and protect your quarterback. That's still the issue. Because sometimes you can't just drop it off every play now. Even Tom Brady. When I started seeing these guys fall off in training camp, I said, yeah. Brady stayed one year too long. And, man, I don't know how they figured it out, but they did squeeze their way into playoffs. And then once they played Dallas, they they, they got their clock clean. But a lot of the games were hard to watch, even with Brady playing. With his amazing release. You know? Uh, so... It's, it's a lot to be desired of the Tennessee Titans in, in 2023, and there's a lot more questions than answers about a, a lot of teams' Super Bowl sleeper Jacksonville Jaguars coming up this season as well. So that was a lot. I mean, that's a mouthful. And, and again, you know, I, I do agree with, with Mike Florio. Apparently, these players simply did not know that. They, they did not have uh, about betting on um, non-sports, non-football stuff at the facility. I, I just don't think they knew that, you know. Uh, that That's my sense. Let's see if I've got anything else here in my notes, folks. So I was going to break down, let's see, I am lost here on my notes. I was going to break down the NFC South, but I will say this. Um you know, so the, the the Saints are really in the driver's seat now. That like I said they they have Tennessee in week 1. Uh they've got the veteran defensive line, they've got a lot of veteran skill players coming back. They might not have Alvin Kamara, but it's a running back position. Uh, John Gruden's been working with the quarterback down there. So, you know, it possibly you look at a team like a um, Carolina Panthers, and I want to say Tennessee and Jacksonville play them too because they're playing the NFC South. And this Carolina team, yeah, Tennessee plays Carolina at home. That's not a given with their defense, you know. Uh, I, I right off the bat, they made their first-round pick overall, uh, the starting quarterback there. Now, my mind's went blank who the starting quarterback is there. Jeez. Uh, Carolina, O-L-I-N-A, Panthers, depth chart. But I'm looking at their defense down there, and they could be a sleeper. I mean, they, they, they very well could be a sleeper team in, in the South here. And it's not saying much here. Bryce Young. I don't know why I missed uh, but Young was so sharp in the mini camps. He's already been listed as a starter. Uh, you, you've got JC Horn here, which is his uh that is uh, uh Joe Horn. Remember Joe Horn Corey, it's broad receiver for the Saints back in the day, 15, 20 years ago. Uh that's his son. He was a receiver. This guy's a great cornerback. Okay, uh, so yeah, you, you got guys like him, Shy Tuttle, Derek Brown on that front defensive line, Shaq Thompson, uh, Dante Jackson, J.C. Horn. Very good defense there when healthy. Very good. So Tennessee's got to play teams like that. So does Jacksonville. You know the team that you think ah we'll we'll, we'll punt we'll punk out this this rookie quarterback. And before you know it, you're looking up, and and, and, uh, you're on the road or whatever, even at home, and you're down late in the game. You're down late in the game. This guy's got the ball, and they're running the clock out, converting first down after first down. So I did have some notes here, and I did not get to it because I got so caught up on this other breaking story. But I I did have some thoughts here on uh, Steph Curry. I guess I could I guess I could talk about this. Um I, I mentioned yesterday about the, the Golden State Warriors. Going back to the round ball, because I, I almost forgot this story, but I realized I got some time here. You know, look at Steph Curry's age. All right. Uh, you know, 36 years old. Look at Clay Thompson, 34, gonna be 34. Draymond Green, 34 years old, 38-year-old. Chris Paul. We just talked about Phoenix is much better if they don't get Kyrie Irving. They don't even have to get Harden. I don't know why that was been mentioned, but they need a couple bits. They need a couple bench players, right? Mentioned Denver. Didn't even mention the Clippers yesterday. Uh, Clippers may get Harden as well. Okay. Uh, you start talking about the Western Conference. The Lakers are better than them. The Kings are hungry and up and coming and may make some noise. That's just the West, okay? And, you know, and maybe why this is why Bob Meyer left. These men are so unconfrontational nowadays. You know, I would look at this and I don't know if Steph Curry does not have a tra- no trade clause or not. If he does have a no trade clause, he probably should. He, he's a star, star player, superstar. I would just say, hey, listen, man, this team, that was it. That was their course. I mean, people want to talk about Jordan Poole and all. No, this team showed their age last year. Uh, You know, they they looked slow at times last year. Well, they played really fast. They looked slow. If you've seen them next to the Kings, they looked slow last year, and they still beat the Kings. And they look small and at times slow against the uh, the Lakers who had so young uh, Raul Hashimura, Austin Reeves, you know, Anthony Davis in his prime, healthy, but he's still, quote, in his prime, 29 years old, wearing them out. Looney's not doing nothing. Wiggins goes on a hiatus for uh, six or seven weeks with a personal problem. He's not been leaned. In. He can't carry that team is what I'm saying. And you really got to look at and think to yourself, maybe I should just break this team up, you know, and, and thank everybody for their service and say, listen, you know, Draymond, Clay, Steph, you're welcome to come here anytime with your family. You could save for free, if I'm the owner, that's what I tell them, you bring me four rings. Uh, we'll get you executive suite would we'll treat you like royalty. But the truth of the matter is you're old. Okay. It's called father time. It's undefeated. You could get a lot of draft picks for a Steph Curry, man. Wouldn't Steph Curry look good in a uh Knicks uniform? He lit them up quite a few times. I think he put 50 on them a few years ago. And a lot of people's discussed this Chris Paul thing saying well Steph Curry won't have to carry the ball up N- right he wouldn't have to carry the ball up he could play off the ball off a young 26 year old Jalen Brunson and he can kind of roam roam around instead of being uh being harassed 94 feet or whatever when he takes the ball out he can monitor his minutes. They got a lot of young uh, uh, stars there, young prospects, a lot of draft picks. You could get quite a bit for a Steph Curry, you know? Uh, I'm just throwing the Knicks out as an example. But a contender could use a good shooter off the ball like Steph Curry. But the more I think about it, this Golden State team should simply blow up. You should blow this team up. They're not going to win nothing next year. They'll be lucky if these other teams are healthy. They can add a player. They can add a player. I mean, maybe if they add Giannis, that would change my mind. Then oh, that's not gonna happen. But they're they're they'll be lucky to get a playing game next year. You know, the old adage is, and that and that's the thing with, with they're, they're, there's there's too many sensitive people in the NBA, man. You just talk to the guy straight and cut. listen, man, we appreciate everything you did, but this is a business. We're not going to win anything here. At one point, mentioned this the other day, they're $500 million over the cap, you know, $500 million at one point. Now, that's a lot better now since they got rid of pool. But the truth of the matter is, I don't know how immature pool is. But they, they 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 moved off Wiseman. They moved off Pool. That's their two young guys. And who else you got there? Wiggins. I mean, that's the only guy you could build around. Everybody else. I mean, you're talking mid thirties. That you have to. This is called reality. You know, I'd I'd, I'd trade everybody. Me personally, and 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 not just. And I know next year's draft ain't what this year's draft was, but you know um, that doesn't mean. You can go up to seven years in this new CBA and build draft picks that way. But I do think it's time uh, for Golden State to blow this thing up if it's me. Uh, if they wouldn't go and blow it up, my only other suggestion is you are got to meet two of the three, the big three. You're going to to move off Clay and Draymond, you know, and they don't want to do that. So what they're going to do is they're going to run it to the wheels fall off. And I'll be honest with you, if they go to battle with this team, they might not even make the playoffs. Like I said, they're probably they're lucky to get a play-in team. And that's when they add a player, not unless Wiggins comes up and be Superman all of a sudden. And, and, and uh, guys that normally miss 35 games, all of a sudden uh, Steph plays that extra amount of games, 60 games, you're not going to get. Uh, Clay, you're not going to get 60 out of Clay. And they're not gonna get it out of Draymond Green. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. They couldn't win a road game last year. I don't think that's that much of team chemistry. A lot of that is just simply not playing defense, maybe because your legs are dead and you're you're eating into your depth because they've traded away a lot of their young players, you know. Uh so part of me thinks, you know, that maybe they just caught lightning in the bottle, man. They caught lightning in the bottle between uh, Bob Myers and of course Jerry West as that was at the early he was involved in the early architectural of this team now I know he moved on since then and he moved to Memphis and stuff but that let's go back about 10 11 years he was involved some with with, with the architectural of this team and I thought maybe Bob now Bob Myers is gone and you got to look hey they've missed a few times you know they moved off Poole and move off Wiseman those are young prospects and now your core is in their mid thirties. So that's something to think about, you know, and I kind of wing that because I was so, uh, caught up in this other news that broke this afternoon, but I actually got that take out folks. Uh, that's good sports talk, man. And you know, like an old preacher used to say, uh, that'd go to that man. That's good preaching right there. Brother Calloway from uh, Baptist church up there, Stephen." uh, We used to go to your grandfather's church there. Uh, If you guys like the show, share the show now. I'll have Carlos, Mad New Yorker, Chavez in tomorrow. I'll ask him about some of these topics, see what he thinks the Knicks should do. Knicks got a bunch of young players. They got, you know, if you're the Knicks, I'll say this and I'll let you guys go. You don't want to overdo it, make sure you get the right player. From what we saw by Denver's championship run, even Golden State last year, even Milwaukee the year before that, these players have chemistry. You know, Lakers get more role players. They get chemistry guys. I disagree with Colin Cowherd about Austin Reeves. I say if you got a core chemistry guy there and you got to pay a little extra money for a young player like that, Go ahead and pay a little extra money because it's hard to find in this league. Throwing together a bunch of stars. We saw how many times that doesn't work. You know, Uh, just adding on players and numbers and statistics and not measuring personalities and stuff. We saw how many times that doesn't work, okay? So, anyways, I'll see you all tomorrow. same time, same place here on Sports Scope. Thank yeah. you.